What's up, what's up? What's good? We're back at it again with the We Could Be Wrong podcast, episode 12. Um, good weekend. Had a good amount of uh, events and uh, games going on that we uh, that we enjoyed, you know. It was uh it was pretty pretty controversial to say the least. But that being said, let's get started with the first topic. For shout. Get right into it. UFC two forty seven. What did you think? Which fight are we gonna start talking about? Okay, let's about? St- let's let's start with Valentina. Valentina? Yeah, let's start with Valentina, how dominant she was in her performance against Chukagian. I finally got her last name, bro. Okay. Yeah, it's Chukagian. Um, me just personally, just looking at it, you know, uh, you can tell I was I was already on Valentina's side just because of how dominant she's been through the years. So her performance didn't really surprise me. Did it surprise you? Um, or did you see something that kind of uh, convinced you in a way? If you if you had any doubts, I knew she was a beast, but I I was expecting the other girl to I guess put up a bigger fight. Yeah. Well, it's because I think they probably are competitive. You know what I mean? I think they're when they when they fight the the elite in each category as far as um, Amanda's. Weight class, Amanda Nunes' weight class, and Valentina's weight class. I think when they get to their peak, uh, as far as their competition, I think they come up short. And they in the elite, which is Amanda and Valentina, they make their opponents look very average. But when you see the opponent fight somebody else, they stand out way more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These These women are just at the top, and there's no competition for them. Which I've been campaigning for them to fight again for the third time. I think that fight is the only one that makes sense to me. Of course, they have uh, number one contenders in their own weight class. So I think that should be uh, obviously in consideration before going to different weight classes and assuming and trying to uh, make these other fights that uh, that we want to see instead of giving the the opportunity to the person that has earned it, you know, moved up in the ranks. I think, of course, they also deserve their shot. Uh, and they will get their shot, you know. It just depends on what um, Dana White wants to do, really. But as for the diehards out there, I think for the most part, everybody agrees that we want to see that third fight. I just think at this point of the, in their career, I think they're in a whole different lane of their own to where it makes sense. But she was dominant dominant like looking at her i'm just like damn she's really good yeah she's really good so it just makes me like anxious to see that fight it's just, i could only imagine um because i'm gonna I'm speak for me personally i did uh i've only seen highlights but i could only imagine seeing the actual fight uh one and two um and i think uh i think the third one will be at this point, I think it will be much bigger than what the first first two were just because of how dominant they've been. But overall, uh, Valentina Shevchenko comes out with the, with the win. Were you surprised she spoke, she spoke Spanish? No. Yeah. No, 
I wasn't surprised because a lot of non-American uh, athletes speak Spanish. They're trilingual. Yeah. Maybe even more. You know, Kobe was yeah. trilingual. Yeah. So moving on to the main event, the main, the main course of this meal was uh, was nothing short of uh, amazing. You know, if if in my opinion. Before when we, uh, last week when we when we spoke about this, I said that this was one of the most exciting, one of the most exciting fights for me that I've been excited for a John Jones fight because I haven't been excited for a John Jones fight in a long time. But seeing this dude, uh, Dominic Reyes, I, I I I seen something in him to make me believe that he had something. He had the confidence. He had the skill. He had everything to put up a fight, and he did. Before we move any forward, any before we move forward with this, were you against the decision? Uh, for those who don't know, John Jones won, um, regained the, I mean, uh, retained the championship, but it was very controversial. Um, Would you say it's a robbery? Would I, you call it a robbery? I want to say it was super close. I was leaning more towards Dominic. Okay. Even though I was rooting for John Jones, I feel like John Jones barely did enough to stay in the fight. Mm-hmm. But I want to say uh, Dominic Reyes was more aggressive, more on top of the game. Right. Every 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 round he came in, mm-hmm. uh, he was landing shots, Big and shots. and it looked like John Jones was just trying to hang in there and just trying to see if he could take him down, and because he wasn't he toe to toe he wasn't standing up with him. No, no, and he wasn't seeing him in the first three rounds. Well, yeah, I would say for sure for the first two. I want to say when he took that fall, when he got like punched in the chest, mm-hmm. and he took that fall. I guess that's when he felt the power that Dominic Dominic Reyes carries, and I guess he just didn't want to keep getting punched. So he tried to play defense, mm-hmm. and he tried to see maybe I could take him down, and that's what I saw the first three rounds that like he wasn't being so aggressive, and then the like later in the in the. In the fight, fourth round, I want to say he started trying to fight back, but I want to say he barely kept it close. Um, I the, think he did land some good good shots though. Dominic, uh, John Jones, John Jones. Oh, Obviously, yeah. Dominic Reyes. No, Dominic Reyes controlled the whole fight. He, he okay. I agree with some of it. I don't agree with the last part. I think uh, me, I was going for Dominic, right? Uh, not a John Jones fan, um, but I, well, from what I saw from John Jones. I was very impressed. Very impressed. Why? Because this is one of the uh, first fights that I've seen that he's been under adversity. A guy that actually can hold his own against you. And and I think he, in his mind, in the fight, I think it was he had to adjust to what was going on. He didn't expect what was happening. He didn't expect that to happen. He felt his power. He definitely felt Dominic's power. First round, definitely Dominic won that round. He came out swinging, guns blazing, and everybody was pretty impressed, you know, everybody. Um, second round, I would give it to Dominic as well. But um, in the championship rounds, uh, John Jones definitely got him. Fourth and fifth round, all the way John Jones. John Jones had a very good um, pressure towards Dominic. Dominic, I don't think he's been past three rounds. And this time he had to go five. 
So his gas tank was going off. His gas tank was uh, pretty much on E by the fourth, fifth round. He was on survival mode, in my opinion. I think, uh, I think John Jones, in my opinion, I think he did just enough to win. It could have been a draw. If it was a draw, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have. Been, I wouldn't have a complaint if it would have been a draw. The big talking point was the the scorecard. Did you see the scorecard? I did not see it. Well, the scorecard was ridiculous. One guy gave John Jones four rounds to one. Did you see a four to one round fight? A four-one fight, nah. where John Jones won four rounds. Nah. He had John Jones winning the second, third, fourth, and fifth round. He only gave Dominic Reyes the first round. That's it. And he gave every single one to John Jones. In the scorecards, the judges had John Jones winning. Uh, the other ones, besides the ridiculous four-to-one scorecard, everybody else had him winning. They had him women. Uh, excuse me, winning three rounds to two. John Jones. I think uh, the takedowns were very important. Oh, yeah. They were very key in uh, John Jones's uh, win. I think he did. Uh, I think those counted. You may say uh, he took him down, but he, he got right back up, you know. But a takedown is a takedown at the end of the day. If you get a takedown, it doesn't matter. You still got a takedown, and that, that's going to count against you. And especially in the championship rounds. To me, I was looking at this interview where he said uh, – it doesn't matter um, whether you do it in the first round or or in the second round. A drop, uh, a takedown in the first round is the same as it is in the fourth or fifth round. That's a goddamn lie. Because the example they put was if you make a two-pointer or a three-pointer like in the NBA in the first, it counts the same as it, it does in the fourth quarter. No, it does not. The the situation is different. Yeah, there may be the same points, but it's not the same thing as you making it in the first quarter than it is in clutch time in the fourth quarter. It's way different. Same amount of points, but it's way different. Yeah. And for you to get that those takedowns in the back half of the fight, where those are the championship rounds, this is where you want to go. And you don't come up, you're pretty much on survival mode on your back foot, and John Jones is pressuring you, taking you down. He was pretty much all over him. So I think it was. Uh, I'm not mad at the. I, I'm not mad at the decision. I think John Jones, and this is me not going for John Jones. I didn't like John Jones, but from what I saw, I thought it was very impressive. From what I saw from him, now would you see a rematch? Um, would you like an immediate, or would, would you want to see like I something would, else I in between? Mind a rematch, but later on, not, not right, not, not immediate. Right, I think. Uh, You would want Dominic to go and take up other opponents, get some more experience. I would want him to get up in the ranks, and then after that, come back and try to get the title. Well, he's been on a... Before we came on the air, you were watching an interview of his where he uh, pretty much is saying he felt like he won the fight. I think every single interview that I've seen, he said he won the fight. I, I, I want to say him, his team, and a lot of his fans think he won the fight. Yeah. Uh, it was, like I said, it was really, really close. Um, could have gone either way. But I think, like you said, those takedowns. They counted. Yeah. He Big time. Have, and Dominic didn't have one single takedown. No, he didn't. But 
or someone's argument may be he outlanded John Jones. That's true, he but was close. He wasn't like that many. Like, right. He didn't blow him out the park. No, he did. He didn't. But when uh, he's saying he outstruck him, but I, what people need to understand, I mean, you could, you may not agree with me, but when you're watching a fight, right, and you're scoring the fight, and at the end you give your scorecard, right, you're not, you're not telling the people, hey, let me, let me see the punch stats, see who outlanded who. No, you don't see that. You're you're using the eye test. You're seeing who's doing what, whose energy is more dominant, the octagon generalship, all that. Takedowns, later rounds. Put it like this. If there was two more rounds in that fight or one more round, who 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 you think is going to win that round? John Jones because he looked fresher at the back half of the fight. Anybody looks fresh in the beginning fight, in the beginning half because they're fresh. But you got to have that stamina, and he didn't have it. Like, he had two... Let me read you something. John Jones went on. Uh, he's been, I guess, he's been hearing what Dominic Reyes has been uh, preaching. I guess in every single interview, saying he he thinks he won the fight or whatever. And John Jones had a had a response on Twitter. He said, "Dominic outstruck me by literally twelve shots. I scored the takedowns. Was the aggressor? Controlled the octagon every round. Had more significant strikes landed." Dom completely stopped fighting in the championship rounds and has the audacity to be mad at the judges. Don't be mad at the judges. Be mad at Dom's conditioning guy. Man started to give up when the water got deep and is now around doing interviews, talking about being robbed. When when will these young boys start taking responsibility? That's what's wrong with boys these days. Boys. So, you know... I guess he he gave him his respect. Everybody has respect immediately right after the fight, right? Yeah. But I think I think Dominic has a point of him saying that that he feels like he won because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that feel that way. Um, but I wouldn't call it a robbery. There's a difference when you get robbed. Yes, that four to one scorecard was ridiculous, and he shouldn't be judging any any. Any fights anymore, uh, but I think it's more um, controversial and and debatable. I heard Ariel Hawani say that that he hates when you when people use the word throw out the word robbed a lot every single time some decision doesn't go somebody's way, and I like that he said that he rather use controversial and debatable, which is. Absolutely spot on. I think that's what it is. I don't think it was a robbery. I think it's some people have their opinion and other people saw it a different way. And I just think MMA uh, specialists, I guess you can say, or or experts, I think they would agree. A lot of them agree that John Jones won. Like yeah. he did just enough. Um, or maybe a draw. I would be mad at a draw. But at the same time, you could also see Dominic winning. And so, you know, it's, a, it's just the overall debatable conversation but like i said to me i think i think john jones did just enough i'm not mad at, the, at john jones winning but like i said i i understand dominic is a little frustrated he's frustrated he felt like he won does he res- does he deserve a rematch yes he does deserve a rematch but that's up to um dana white dana white is the one that puts everything together and i believe he'll do the right thing 
to get these guys back in the octagon against each other. But overall, 247, better than I expected, to be honest. I thought it was a complete success. I just didn't like the the judge that gave him the 4-1 to one in the previous fights uh, on the prelims. He he wasn't even watching the fight. There's footage of him looking at the floor, looking around like he's not even watching the fight. And I, anybody in the arena that doesn't want to watch the fight is fine. But you are the ones that are supposed to be right there, like looking at the fight. That's your job. And you're not doing that. So how are you going to tell me what you assume you saw? Put air quotes around that when you're not even watching the fight. That's ridiculous. I think that's... uh. Unsupport, uh, unprofessional, excuse me. I think that's very unprofessional. And that kind of sucks because it was here in Houston. Yeah. It was in Houston, so they kind of got a bad rep. Where they go, do they get judges from that commission, oh, from the athletic commission? Yeah. And this has nothing to do with the UFC. I thought they were UFC, like, judges. Every state has their own commission. Mm-hmm. So, no, it has nothing to do with the UFC. So that's, like I said, it kind of gives yeah. Texas a bad name. Definitely. So, but um, it, it's kind of like a, a bad and a good. Bad because people are unsatisfied with what happened. But the good thing is that you could see it again. I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Yeah, of uh, course. But not right now. Give, uh, I'd give it some time. I, I heard that there's, uh, who else is calling out John Jones right now? Uh, what's his name? Adesanya? Oh, Israel. Adesanya. Stylebender. Um, yeah, no. Don't do it. Yeah, Me personally, I wouldn't do it. Because look at it, look at it like this. John Jones was taking bombs in there, bro. Yeah. He was taking some serious damage. Duga has a chin. Yeah. He has a serious chin. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. He impressed me a lot. Not only was he able to take shots, uh, face adversity, adjust, and and control the pace in the in the fight. He he was just overall everything was coming out of him. Like he was just taking everything out of his bag, and he was in his bag in that fight. I was just like, okay, yeah, you you're showing me something now. I don't like to jump the gun and assume just because of what everybody's saying. Like he's really good, you know. He's really I got to see it for myself. You got to prove it to me. I mean, I ain't nobody. You ain't got to prove me prove nothing to me. But that's how I make my uh, assumptions and my opinions. On, on who is what and what they really are. Yeah. So, I think he was very impressive. I give him, I give him a lot of credit. Both fighters, really. You know, they they definitely did their thing in there. The next one would be UFC two forty eight, March seventh. Speaking of style bender, style bender versus Joel Romero. That one's gonna be a good fight. For sure. I don't think you got the full prelims yet. But that one is uh, definitely one that you want to see. But I would not want to see Israel go up and fight John Jones. I think I think he would uh, he would get handled out there. John Jones? No. Uh, yeah. By John Jones? He's too small, in my opinion. I think he's too small. And he, had, he may have... the weight difference, right? How, how much is that? Because I know he's middleweight and then light heavyweight. Like heavyweight. What's the difference? Uh, there's a couple of pounds in difference. I think... Because uh, I think John Jones has been in heavyweight division. Yeah, uh, 
Has mm. he been up there? Israel fights in middleweight, which is 185 pounds. Light heavyweight is... Um, 205, I think. I'm not absolutely sure. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. 205. 205. Yeah, you're right. 205. That's 20 pounds? Yeah, that's way too much. That's not happening. So, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to do it. You, I mean, you can go up, but like I always say, a, a bigger man is always going to beat a smaller a smaller man for sure and i just think uh me personally i don't think israel has enough power to to hurt john jones and he's definitely smaller john jones would ragdoll him in my opinion so i think you should just stay in your lane and israel even said that he wasn't staying he was at the he was at he was in uh they're fighting vegas right yeah vegas no i'm lying vegas they're fighting houston excuse me Seven. Yeah, oh, yeah, they fought in Houston, and he was there, but he left. He left right away. You saw the face of the UFC there? I know you saw it. He was there in the flesh. Jorge Masvidal oh, in the stands. Uh, I was about to say Connor wasn't there. No, I mean, like, uh, it's like Usman says, who? Who? That's why they call him the Owl Man now, because he keeps saying who. But, uh. Um, that's what I'm saying. Usman was there. They showed them back to back. So yeah. they're 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 stirring it. From what I hear, they're supposed to fight in July. And guess what? It's around my birthday weekend. July. July 11th. Usman, it's on a Saturday, and that's what they uh, I I International Fight Week. I think it's from like Tuesday to Saturday or Tuesday to Sunday or something like that. And, the, and they always fight on Saturdays. And Saturday will be July 11th. It's my birthday, so that's perfect. Usman, that was, that was Jorge Masvidal. That's perfect. That would be yeah, that'd be uh, that's something to look forward to. But let's uh, let's shift. Well, I mean, I think if you want to know who the UFC, the face of the UFC would be, if my my opinion and your opinion, which would have to be Conor versus Masvidal to to for for the BMF belt, yeah, <laughs> something like that. But I think they would have to fight for sure, and I think that would be, I think that would decide it. Yeah, and I don't think Conor has anything on. On Mass at all. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully that gets done. You know we'll what I mean? That, I mean, Connor's not... He don't need to fight for the checks no more. He's fighting for the sport. You believe that? Uh, I believe that. I trust. That, I mean, that's good. That is good. That you're fighting now for, for something. Yeah. And not just the money. Yeah. But... On the other hand... On the other hand, he's chasing the checks, but he has the skill. Yeah. I mean, Put him in a tough fight and well, he'll... He, he's been fighting for the fight. Now he's fighting for the big checks. Yeah. Maybe he... Everybody deserves the big checks. It's what Nick said. You're stealing everything I earned for, you know. It's just bad luck. I mean, he's... It's Some just, people he, just take off before yeah, others. It's just, that's, it, that's it's just that he, he had to do a lot of fights. He, he's been winning a lot of fights. He it, just wasn't getting paid. Yeah, his journey was way longer than Connor's yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's just what it is. Some people have a different destiny than somebody else yeah, it's yeah. Like, so you know at this point you're getting it now so you better live it up you know what's crazy i saw connor was guaranteed three million dollars for the cowboy fight and if cowboy won i think he was gonna if he won he was gonna get four hundred thousand. god that's crazy if cowboy won if he won so i don't know how much he took and i don't even know if that was the fight of the i think he made more than that 
Well, that's what I saw. I could be wrong. Hey, you know where we at. So, I, if that's the truth, I think that's that's very, very crazy. But, yeah, but that's how it is. Yeah. Uh, UFC, you got to love it. UFC, boxing, I think uh, a lot of main sports. No, boxing is way different. Boxing, you get in bags. Big bags. Mm, UFC fighters don't make nowhere near what boxers make, which is crazy. They make, for all that punishment they take... And for them not to get paid like that, I don't know what what it is. But boxers, that's where the money's at. That's why Conor went over there and made a hundred million. He had never made a hundred million over here. Um, that's well, definitely where the money's at. The marketing, bro. That's the marketing. I honestly don't know what it is. I think he made more money off the the press conferences, meetings, selling the fight. Yeah, selling the fight than what he made actual fighting. Are you just talking about the Mayweather fight May- specifically? Yeah, that's his biggest fight ever. That's his biggest cash. That's his biggest check. That's a fact. That's his biggest that's check. That's a fact, yes. So that's, that's, that's where I'm going. Fights, he's had a lot of great fights, but he has the same big checks. But he's getting paid You think regardless. his career is going to be better this time around, or I hope you think is. we've seen the best out of him? Nah, he's still young. Oh, he's 30. He looks young. He's still to me. He's still young. What do you think? He's got like another what? I want to say he has another good five years. You think so? Five years where he's gonna be knocking people out. Bro, I would love to see him fight one of these guys. Yeah, Usman. I want to see him fight Usman, and I want to see him fight Masvidal. Okay, those those fights are out of the question. Boom, you got to get those because that's not happening. I think Masvidal and Usman are gonna fight. So you, those two out of the table. One guy that interests me for real, but besides Gaethje, I think Gaethje should be thrown in this conversation. Would be Kobe Covington. Can you imagine that? Kobe uh, versus uh, Kobe. versus Connor. Oh I mean, no, Kobe versus Connor. Uh, I, I pulled up the and Kobe came up. Uh, <laughs> that's a good fight. I think that's good. If, to be honest, if Kobe the, and 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 Connor and trade like Usman and Kobe did. Connor's in lightweight right now. He fought at one seventy against Cowboy. Oh, he yeah, fought yeah. at uh, welterweight. 170, and Kobe fights at 170. Um, and I saw an interview of his that he, his mouth looked fine. He, his yeah. jaw wasn't wired shut or nothing like that. So he kept saying his jaw was broken, his jaw wasn't broken. So ain't no telling what what, what he's hiding or whatever. But mm. it's going to be hard to see him uh, back in the octagon. I think he's uh, demanding uh, a lot of money. He's definitely made himself a big name. For sure, with Co- with everything he's made up. Covington. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I would love to watch Covington in any fight. Yeah, but I mean, like we all know, he was about to be released, and he pulled off the biggest oh, yeah. transformation ever. And now he's people. Whether you love him or you hate him, you want to see him fight. Yeah. He's got it. He's got. It. He definitely has it. And uh, that's just the name I, I would like to throw out there to see if if it sticks. You know, but. That's that's enough for UFC. Let's let's switch up to something that's been bothering me, bro. For the past couple of weeks, um, there's been rumors, right? Or even past weeks, you know, it, it was from the beginning of last season to to uh, during the season until after the season, and now all through this off season, that's going to be, I think, a big talking point, which, which is that Dax contract. As if it wasn't already a topic, you know. Every season we get something that we 
are not supposed to be not that we're not supposed to be talking about but um that we wouldn't want to talk about we want to talk about next season what to expect what adjustments have we made what players have we got not contracts when you talk contracts and holdouts and all this it distracts the whole team from the goal ahead you know so there's rumors now saying that the Cowboys should trade or release just let that go and go for Tom Brady you as a Cowboys fan with a Cowboys beanie on as we speak what would you do do it no I'm just playing no nah, uh, I don't care I don't care if you if you say yes or no I mean give me your honest opinion my honest opinion because you know you're gonna if you sign Brady you're probably gonna sign him for what like two years my honest opinion on what on on Dak letting Dak go on the the trade or let the whole, what was your your, your whole look, question? My question is, would you because Dak doesn't have a contract right now? Would you release him and go get Tom Brady, or or just pass up on Brady because we that's never been a question because Brady has never been a free agent like that. To say he's gonna go, you can. You're able to go try and convince him to come to Dallas. What would you do? Because I hear a lot of people saying they'll do it. I would say franchise him, franchise that. He's still young. If you want to bring in uh, Brady, I mean, what are you gonna get? Two years, three years out of him. Uh, one good year, maybe. I think that's a short term fix. Yeah. But I still feel like if you bring Tom Brady, Dak's still going to have to come in. Tom Brady ain't going to last a whole year. He's not going to be... He couldn't win games back-to-back over there in a system that he's been for... This season? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But this is one of of the worst seasons he's ever had because of lack of help. Exactly. Over there. So, I mean... Right now, can't hold it against him, but... I mean, the things that he was doing that was on him, his accuracy, his just his arm wasn't all there. There was a lot. There was a lot of um, criticism, for sure. A lot of criticism on Tom Brady's season this season. But one thing that I just don't understand is why people, I'm not just going to say people, Cowboy fans specifically, why are they not convinced of this guy? I don't understand what else he has to do. What else does he have to do to convince people? Dak? Yeah. Oh. I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand. They say he's not accurate. They they say he can't do it in the big games. He's had, he 8-8 eight and eight this season. Like, what has he done, you know? People say he doesn't deserve $40 million. They say all every everything in the thing. The, I think the thing that they're that people fear is that they're gonna put so much money into Dak, and there won't be any any money to go around for other stuff that the Cowboys are needing right now. Well, this is what I say: you can give Dak what it, the money he wants, right? Just the way you construct the contract is the way you're you're kind of like your way out. If you can't afford to give him whatever he wants this upcoming season, reconstruct the contract. Sign him for a certain amount of years, and we'll give you this, this, and much, and we'll give you the most in the back half, or we'll give you. But 
I think they need to. I think one thing that's holding it up is the guaranteed money. Nowadays, it's all about the guaranteed money. Like, what are you going to give me right now? And I just think, uh, I think it's a disgrace for Cowboy fans to have the nerve to say that he is hasn't done anything. When this dude was thrown into the fire his rookie season, took us to the playoffs, one rookie of the year. The following year, I think we're pointing the finger at the wrong person. I think, like I've said time and time again, I think he's become the biggest scapegoat when it comes to the Cowboys. It's always his fault. When Tyron Smith got hurt, he was getting sacked the whole time. It's his fault. He's holding on to the ball too long. It's his fault. When are they going to put a guy in front of him that will stop getting hurt? Or what about the the guy in behind me that I'm supposed to be giving the ball to, but he keeps getting suspended? Or he's not running for anything. My receivers keep dropping balls. One of them was in hurt. One of them was hurt. But it's my fault. My defense can't stop anything this whole season. But it's my fault. It's like you want me to play both ends of the. My kicker was sorry as fuck this whole season. But it's my fault. Then we had the worst kicker. Yeah, so that's why I don't understand. There's so many things that went wrong, but it's always his fault. Why? It's kind of like when they win, it's everybody else. When they lose, it's his fault. I just believe they don't give them their just dues in this Tom Brady situation that's going around. Let me tell you something. I think Cowboy fans are some of the most delusional for a fact. That's a fact. And that's me being a Cowboy fan. They're very delusional, very impatient, and desperate, which is one of the biggest out of the top three. I think Cowboy fans are very desperate. They're willing to let go of the future for something now, which is not guaranteed that he's even going to win. Yeah, you may have, uh, they're going to say, oh, well, he didn't have no receivers over here. He's going to have Amari, and he's going to have Michael Gallup. He's going to have a... Ezekiel Elliott's gonna have an offense. He has it all. He can, he can win us a championship, bro. The offseason just started. Where where is Zeke at? What is he gonna do? Are you gonna protect his offensive line? Are they gonna get hurt? Because one dude got sick. Bless his soul. You know that was unfortunate. The other guy keeps getting hurt. And if your defense don't get no better, what are you gonna do? Your if your receivers keep dropping balls, what are you gonna do? And now you didn't let this guy walk out that was supposed to be your leader with somebody that's going to come into a completely new system. And you think he's going to be your Lord and Savior? I think you need to stop going on what he's done and think about what he can do and what he will do. You're talking about going from one of the best uh, football minds in the game to Mike McCarthy. I don't think, um, I wouldn't do it. That's just me. I would pay Dak, and to be honest, if he was to hold out, I wouldn't I wouldn't care. Because at this point, I think it's ridiculous to doubt any anything about him. I think he was the one that you were supposed to pay. But yet, when Zeke held out this past season, everybody's, you got to pay him, you got to pay him. What the hell did he do this season? He may have ran for a certain amount of yards, but he didn't do anything. We didn't win. We didn't make the playoffs. I mean, what do you want to do? Your quarterback is supposed to be the most important piece of the puzzle. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. 
So, me personally, maybe if people don't agree that he deserves forty million, but you got to start high. You know what I mean? You got to start high and then negotiate from there. That way, you don't take any less. I'm not gonna start. I'm a thirty-five million dollar quarterback. I'm not gonna start at thirty-five because they're gonna want to lowball me after that. So I got to start high and make my way to a, a decent amount. Yeah, I think people may be uh, uh, jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah, people that people that want to get Tom Brady uh, down here, I want to say they don't even know. They don't even know what what it takes to win. They they think one guy, Tom Brady, who yeah. has you know championships in the past, could really come down here with a new coaching staff, recovering like and, and do it in two seasons and do it in yeah I'm, no and I'm pretty sure that if he has an eight and eight season this upcoming year, I don't think he'll have the same criticism as as Dak would. No, because people people love Tom Brady. He's a goat. Uh, but like I said, um, it doesn't take one. It's not one guy that's gonna make a difference, bro. It's gonna be the coaching to begin with. Right. They're gonna have to set set the standards different. You know, like, come on, defense has to start blocking. They gotta start causing, like, you know, gotta start making plays, causing interceptions, fumbles. They gotta start doing their job. They're yeah. getting paid. They're not doing anything. They're like they can't stop the run. They're making mediocre uh, rookie quarterbacks look like. Freaking, like uh, MVPs, MVPs, like making us look horrible. Yeah, um, that last game with uh, the second time we played the Eagles, they trashed us, and when they didn't even have a team. Yeah. So. And they uh, were desperate. Yeah. Uh, so to say that bringing Tom Brady will fix that, that's just stupid. Yeah, it is. Letting go of. Uh, Dak is stupid. He's been playing every game since he's been on the team. He's very durable. He's been increasing uh, year he, by year. Year by year. Uh, this past year, even though he had a, to me, it was one of probably his off years. But it wasn't. It was one of the Cowboys' off years. No, not that, his. No, yeah, there you go. Not there, his because yeah. he had thirty touchdowns in in the season. I think he has like he's top five in every single category. Yeah. He uh, touchdowns, yards. He went way up in his yards, almost a thousand yards difference from last year. Yeah, from the previous season, almost ten thousand. I mean, almost ten uh, touchdowns more than last season, bro. Like you, the problem is not Dak, bro. Yeah, the problem is that there's a lot of other problems that people are refusing. That people to see. are refusing to see, and like you said, uh, Dak sadly at this point he's the scapegoat. Yeah, and. Uh, he doesn't have a contract, so they they see it like, well, he never did anything for us. So yeah, we you, if you can leave or not. If we're not, if we didn't make it to the playoffs, then they're gonna blame it on him. But like I, like we both, well, I understand it now. I see it. He's been healthy. He's not injured. He, he's he's just not getting paid. The only issue you're having with him right now is that you're not giving him his money. So now you have a quarterback that's been there for you, day in and day out. And now you're on this back on this bad side. Yeah, you're taking the load. You're pissing them off because and you to, mean to tell me everything and, I've done. And if he were to go somewhere else and gets paid somewhere else, hey, I'd be I'd be happy for him because yeah, he deserves too. to get paid. Yeah. He deserves to win the Super Bowl if he does. Because uh, he's, I think he's a good quarterback. I think Com- definitely he would get paid if he were to leave. Compared to other quarterbacks that have gotten big checks like Osweiler, 
Kirk uh, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he went to the Super Bowl. Well, okay. I mean, he got paid. He went to the Super Bowl. At least he has that to show for it. He was carried to the Super Bowl. He, yeah. yeah, he got Definitely. carried. But uh, there's multiple, multiple quarterbacks that have gotten paid mm-hmm. and are trash. Jay Cutler, he got franchised and probably played one full season. Matt Stafford got paid. Matt Stafford hasn't been to the to the Super Bowl in his whole career. No, he's never gone. I don't think he's ever been to a championship game. No. I don't think he's gotten to the playoffs for sure. He's gotten to the playoffs. He's, he was decent. But that wasn't his best years were when he had Megatron. Yeah. Other than that, his... I think he made it to the playoffs after that. But still, I th- I just think being coached under Jason Garrett also has to be brought up. Nobody, I th- I don't think anybody that you've seen or, or or that analyzes the game believes that he was ever a good coach. You know, and he was he was with him this whole. He's only the only thing he knows is the Jason Garrett offense. Yeah, I think. What helped him out the most was his first year being under Romo's wing. That's it. That's that's the only good thing that I've seen him get out of being coached or managed in the if, Cowboys. If there's one person or somebody to blame in this situation, it's the Cowboys. Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. Y'all should have paid him before Carson Wentz got his money, before Jared Goff got their money, because now you're stuck. Paying him what he's been wanting to get paid, but they he should look at all. Him. But they should look at all that too. You you see everybody else that got paid and they're playing like trash, because but, I think they had settled for a certain uh, amount. Yeah, but and then Carson got paid and he's like, oh, numbers just went up. Nope, I'm not signing for that no more. See, but look at look at Wentz. He's not playing. No, A1. he's not playing. He's not playing like that. Yeah. Uh, but when Romo had it, hey, when Romo was up, boy, he was the highest paid quarterback when he was up. He ended up. He gave him his money with no question. Like anybody could be saying anything on the media, everything. Jerry Jones was gonna pay that dude for a fact. It didn't matter. Didn't matter what he was. He hadn't made anything. And people were saying he wasn't in nothing. He got paid. He said, "I'm paying this dude." And just for some reason, he just doesn't have faith in Dak. How much is that contract that they're talking right now for? How how many years? Uh, for who? For Dak. To be honest, if I they think- franchise him. Five? No, if they franchise him, it's just one. It's the yearly. It's a yearly contract. It's only for one year. You don't get uh, no security, no none of that. You're just gonna get that money, whatever, thirty million. That's it. But if you get a contract, like an actual contract of what he wants, you have guaranteed money. You have a yearly uh, wages, and you're gonna have that max contract. So you're gonna get like I don't know, a hundred and something, a hundred and. 40 something 160 i don't know i can't remember exactly uh carson's and uh and uh jared goff's contracts but he definitely deserves to get compensated for what he's done but that's the ongoing dilemma here in dallas nothing new happens every year but to me, I think this is more personal for me because this is this is my favorite cowboy, in my opinion. To me, he was a, the best player this season for us. He did he was doing it all. He he had the team on his back the whole time, and for you not to be able to give him anything, come on now. That sh- that's that shouldn't even be a question. That should be just common sense. But as you know, since uh, you would think 
that would be common. But common sense isn't common to everybody. Let's move on to the other side of Dallas, which is the Dallas Mavericks. Hey. Your boy Luca has been out for seven games now. Uh, before Monday's game, which wasn't good, we lost to the Jazz. Jazz is a playoff team. Just uh, just to throw it out there. Yeah, Jazz is a playoff team. But it wasn't a bad. I don't, don't want to say that was a bad game. We were behind most of the game. But in the fourth quarter, I saw that comeback. And like you said, that's when you want to see a team or a fighter make a comeback. If they could, if they could. If they could put up a fight in the long stretch, like at the at the back end, and that's what I like seeing from from our bench and from uh, Porzingis, that he he didn't play his best, but I see, I think he played good enough. And I mean, one twenty three uh, to one nineteen. Well, uh, I don't want to say that was bad. No, but I'll tell you what was bad. Let's take it back a little bit. It's been a while, but I've said. I wanted to see Dallas play Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant and all these dudes that are young guys, hungry. The bad thing is that Luka didn't play. I really wanted to see Luka against John Morant because I think John Morant was going to eat him alive. But we didn't get. The, we weren't fortunate enough to see that because you know he got hurt. Hopefully that's not. Um, that's not an ongoing situation with your boy. He's rolled his ankle before, was out for six games, rolled it again. He's out for another six games, in my opinion. He needs to get some better shoes. Well, he's already signed to Michael Jordan, okay. so he's signed with Jordan Brand. But I would sit him until after the All-Star game. That's just me, but I, I yeah, got a notification today saying that he's, he's, uh, he's, he's going to play. He's ready to come back today. So he's going to play today. We play the Sacramento Kings, but let's not get out. Let's, let's not get sidetracked real quick. Dallas versus Memphis, one twenty one to one oh seven. One twenty one to one oh seven. So what happened, right? You look at these teams, there. You feel like they can hold it down. Well, they were holding it down. They were they were pretty even, you know. First two first two quarters they were they were there. It, it was an off game. But once they got to the third quarter, they were getting outscored. Porzingis had thirty two points, twelve rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block. He was ten for twenty from the field, he was fifty percent. Five for eleven from the three point line and seven for seven from the free throw line. I can dig that. I think you gave me not all you can give, but you gave me a decent amount of effort. You know what I mean? Jalen Brunson, 20 points, two rebounds, six assists. He had two turnovers, but he shot six for 14 from the field, three for seven from the three-point line, and five for five from the free throw line. I think this this game came down to benches. The bench, through the game, right? Now I don't know if you're if anybody is um, is uh, aware of the point of the plus minus stat. Plus minus means your contribution to the game. Like you could be in there, 
and be scoring, but on the opposite side of the court, you're a liability. And they're always guarding you, and you're just looking amateurish over there. Well, the whole mass bench, right? Justin Jackson, Boban, uh, Willie Collestein, Dillon Wright, broke off in Cleveland. All their plus minus. Jackson, minus 20. Boban, minus 11. Willie Collestein, minus 16. Dillon Wright, minus 35. Broke off, minus 17. Cleveland, minus 6. That's all their bench, meaning they were close to jack shit this, uh, coming in. They weren't doing anything. Like, it was. It was bad. It was definitely bad for the for the Mavs. The starters for the Mavs scored 81 points. The starters for Memphis scored 67. But when it came to bench, we were outscored. Mavs bench scored 26 points. Memphis bench scored 54 points. They kicked our ass on that bench. That bench pretty much beat us. They, uh... They were more effective in the game. In the fourth quarter, we—I mean, in the third quarter, we were outscored forty-one to twenty-two. That's a big lead. You definitely can't afford to give up that kind of lead. I think uh, their defensive uh, play in that game was very poor. I don't think they did what what was expected from them. I know you didn't have Luca, but I think I feel like you should have done it. But I understand Memphis is a really good team. Do not sleep on them, like at all. I think that is a good team, but. You want to see what they can do around these teams. Don't give me these uh, these Warriors, uh, Phoenix, none of these teams that are not going to make the play. I don't care about those games. You can blow them out. Charlotte, they they played Charlotte and they blew their ass out out of the water. I don't want to see that. I don't. I don't want to hear nothing about those games. These are the games that I want to see. These is this is where you show up, and you give me twenty six bench points and they score fifty four. Come on, bro, that's unacceptable. That was bad. I think um, I think they deserve to get their ass kicked. So, with that being said, this is a big game, right? Speaking of big games, I just said, this is where I want to see action. This is where I want to see everybody say the Mavs can do, can hold their own against playoff teams. Uh, if you don't know, if you know about basketball, you know you have to be beating these playoff teams because if you don't play decent teams, you're pretty much doing nothing. Come to the next game. We played the Washington Wizards. Are the Washington Wizards going to make the playoffs? No. So they got nothing to lose. So we thought, right? Our final score was 118-119 and we lost. We had the lead majority of the game. Seth Curry went off. 20 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 turnovers. Two steals. He was six six for eighteen from the field. He was shooting thirty three percent. Four for nine from the three point line. Four for four from the free throw line. Our starters scored sixty eight points. Their starters scored sixty nine points. Pretty even. Our bench scored fifty points. Their bench scored fifty points. Even. So this you can see this was a close game. This should not have been a close game. They're not that much better than us. So, we have we were pretty much the same. They We, we out-rebounded them, 49 rebounds. They had 39 rebounds. Assist-wise, 27-28. They had 28. 
Turnovers, we had the same amount, 13. We had seven steals. They had eight steals. We're there. Same thing. We had two blocks. They had four blocks. The game was too close. But that's that's the least part. Because even though it was a close game, we were outscored in the second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. In the second quarter, we were scored outscored 31 to 33 by two points. Not too bad, but still got outscored. In the third quarter, 29 to 30. In the fourth quarter, 25 to 27. Clutch time, right? So it's pretty much uh, leaning towards the game being close. The game was it was a close game. Clutch time, last five minutes of the fourth quarter. I don't want to hear anything about what was going on. We know it's a close game. What are we going to do in the last five minutes of the game to separate us from everything? All right. Clutch time. Last five minutes, right? Porzingis had one point. Finney Smith Jr. had three points. Seth Curry had no points. Cleaver had no points. Delon Wright had no points. Porzingis' plus minus was minus five. Hardaway Jr., minus five. Finney Smith, minus 5. Seth Curry, minus 3. Maxi Kleber, minus 7. Delon Wright, minus 2. But now you look at the opposite side in, in Washington. Bunga had no points. He had one block, but his plus minus was plus 3. Hakimura had 0 points, but his plus minus was plus 3. Smith had 5 points. He had 1 steal, 1 turnover. And he, he had a plus five, plus uh, plus minus. Bertans has five points. His plus minus was plus five. Browns Jr. had no points, but his plus minus was plus two. And what do you know? In the last five minutes, Bradley Beal only had two points. And it was the game-winning layup. And his plus minus was plus five. In those clutch moments, we came up very short. All our our players right here were... In the negatives, um, we were pretty much outscored. We had they had seven points in the last five minutes. We had tw- uh, we had seven points. They had twelve points. Everything was pretty much it's just the last play of the game. Defense was lacking, and we didn't come through. Horrible defense from Delon Wright. I don't know what he was thinking. He just put his hands up. Didn't even contest the shot like I would think he would. They put Porzingis to guard the th- the throw in, and nothing. They just let out of anybody. Bradley Beal scored the last one. If anybody you should be guarding would be Bradley Beal, and you don't do it. So as of right now, the Mavericks are three for seven without Luca. Would you say you being the Luca fan of the room? Would you say Luca would have helped us in these games? I think he would have given you them 20 points in the first quarter that would have put you ahead. Okay, that may be true. Good thing you say that. But the good thing is that you said the first quarter. Our problems were in the last quarter. Exactly. Luca does not score in the last quarter. He scores four, two, three, maybe sometimes none. Free throws, nervous. He misses them. Weak-minded. Easily called fouls. He fouls are left and right. Technical fouls. Most likely he'll get a technical foul at the end. So what what was he gonna do? Play defense? Ha! <laughs> Come on, bro. 
<laughs> that's not happening. We already know that's not happening. So, what is he going to give us? He can't give us anything. What he could have given us, maybe, is the attention away from the person we really want to give the ball to. Yeah. I want to say, in, in the fourth quarter, if he if he was used more as a... Decoy? And he does. He does good. I want to say he does good at getting rebounds and getting the ball to the guy that can make a shot. He just sometimes takes the shot that he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But... uh his passing game is A1 to me. Yeah. I, I think he should be a facilitator yeah. in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, he should become a facilitator. Yes. And if he's available for the shot, then take the shot. But the thing is, in the fourth quarter, um, just like every just like every other great player, there's they're, they, they feel like they have a hot ball, so they're going to take the shot. Yeah, you definitely got to give it to the hot hand. Yeah. Whoever has it. Yeah. But you can't just... But lately... I don't know. You can't I, just do it. You can't just take it upon yourself to try and win the game. I mean, I get it. You want to win the game. But that's when your your selfishness comes out and you don't trust your teammates and make the right play instead of you just taking you just jacking up shots. Yeah. For no reason. I think he's gotten to that uh But I feel like he hasn't played enough games um with Persingas healthy. When one's off, one's yeah, on. It's always yeah. one or the other. It's that kind of situation. So I feel like as soon as, well, they they need to get it together soon because playoff season is coming up, and this they, is when both of them need to learn how to, like, play a one start to finish, not just in the first quarter, or pick and choose when you're gonna be available, and when you're gonna be. Missing shots like crazy. Well, we know that the season starts after the All-Star break. That's when the real grind starts, you know? Yeah. And as of right now, we sit in the seventh seed. That's very bad because if the playoffs were to start today, we'll be playing Denver. The Denver Nuggets and I think Portland is kind of trying to creep up into the A seed. But as of right now, we're in the playoffs, but we were as far as second place, and we dropped down to seventh. Porzingis is not in the All-Star, is he? No. No, okay. Porzingis is not in there. The only Maverick that I want to say that is in the All-Star game He's is Luka. It's Luka Doncic. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, I get it. He's the popular guy. He's He makes shots. Uh, He's an entertainer. I'll give you that. Well, He's an entertainer. He's an entertaining guy. Yeah, you could tell me he's the one that puts the asses on the seats. And um, he's the one changing the culture here in Dallas. I get all that. I don't want to hear none of that. I want to hear what he's doing on the court. All right, all right. But I want to say, coming back from All-Star, Porzingis being rested, healthy. That's the good thing. He'll give like a good week and a half. He'll get a good good, good weekend. I mean, he still has to practice. But I'm pretty sure he'll have a good weekend where he'll be able to come. Fresh mind, fresh body. Him and uh, Luca also coming back, you know, from a warm-up. I want to say that All-Star Weekend, it'll be more like a practice warm-up for him. Uh, so, yeah, it should be – everybody's healthy. Everybody's good. So far, I think the only one that was hurt was uh, was uh, Luca, but he, he'll come back tonight. We played tonight against the Kings, and then after that, it will be like a nine-day um, vacation because you can say a little mini break. Yeah, we don't come back till the twenty first of February and we'll play the Magic. 
by that time it should be it should be go time you know yeah, I want to say I want to say hopefully at that time when they both come back uh, healthy and the season starts again, it'll just be back to back W's. And I think people will. I want I want to say before playoffs we should be in fourth place. When the playoffs start, yeah. So you're thinking like in May, yeah, around May April. Yeah, well, be. we're not so far off. I think we're only off by one game from being in sixth place. From being in sixth, yeah, yeah, you could say that. That's what I saw. We have uh, us and OKC are have the same yeah. record, and I think it's just because we lost to them. Uh, but I want to say we've been playing way better than OKC. Just haven't been healthy on both sides. Unfortunate on some losing games like the ones I just explained. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, we need to focus. I want to say they finish better than the Rockets. You think so? Yeah, I think so. The small ball rockets. Yeah. Well, let's hope that's what that's what the case that the case may be. But as of right now, I think the fourth seed right now belongs to Utah, and we just lost to Utah. They were tough, but I don't think they're unbeatable. I want to say with Luca on the team, I want to say we have a great shot. Uh, and I mean, Porzingis didn't play his best. Uh, no, Monday he definitely either. had his embarrassing moment. Yeah. Um, I, I, he's been playing. I mean, he's been holding down the team. Yeah, he's been since, while while Luca's been out. I've been seeing him. I mean, his previous games were great. Uh, obviously, this one was was one of his worst games out of the I guess past five games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't blame it on him. Um, I just think he gassed out a little bit, and I don't know if the knee. I saw him a little slow. I don't know how that knee's doing. Yeah, that's an ongoing thing. So uh, hopefully, when Luca comes back, he'll take some of the weight off. He doesn't have to be on the court so long. And I, I like him better at the back end of the game. Yeah, he can give you rebounds. I feel like he. Rebounds. I feel like he when he's fresh in the fourth quarter, he could put in some uh, good blocks. Yeah, he he could I, he could do I, it on both ends. I seen him. So. I seen him do that, and I'm. I mean, I'm. You're excited for the back end of the, oh, half, yeah, of yeah. the season. Definitely. That's that's when uh that's when it really starts. That's what we want to see and see what kind of push they make and what kind of adjustments they make. Hopefully they Rick Carlisle comes up with a big game plan on how to use both of them at the same time and be able to get this done, you know. I have no doubts on Rick Carlisle, bro. That's the one coach I trust. Yeah, I think he's the only one that hasn't been changed in all Texas sports in the past like almost 10 years. I think he's the only one that hasn't been he hasn't been replaced, so obviously they like him. We like him. So to make the playoffs this year would be a, a win, but just tone down what we what we're assuming we're gonna do. Don't go Cowboys delusion. You need to relax and let's just hope we get through the first round because we're in the West. Need, I'm hoping, need to say I'm hoping that's not a well. Why Cowboys delusion? You mean like, like saying we're gonna make the Super Bowl? Oh, like no, we're gonna no, make no, it all the way. Uh, we're gonna go to the Western Conference nah, Finals. Bro, I, I, I'm confident, and we're gonna play some good games and compete and put a stamp on. Yeah, that. and I want to say they're gonna be, they're gonna make them, they're they're gonna make the Mavs look good this year. They're gonna be because we've been we the Dallas Mavs have been somebody that nobody talks about. Yeah, for sure. For the past, for almost the past nine years, after after we won, won. the finals, mm-hmm. 
it was like, who's Dallas? They never brought us up. Yeah. Forgetting so, we play also in the West. But now I think one thing that I want to take up from this is putting Dallas on the map and not us as a one-man team. I think when they – I think Luca's name is starting to be above Dallas. Like I think they speak Luca more than they speak about the Mavericks. Well, he's great, bro. I mean, he's a superstar. He's a he's a marketable guy. But I think for us, I'm just talking about us. I think the name in the front matters more than the name in the back, and that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, one thing to look forward to this weekend is All Star Weekend, All-Star as we spoke weekend. about. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Valentine's Day. What? What? Come on, bro. What what is uh what is the one thing you look forward to in All Star Week? All Star Weekend, obviously, entertaining is the dunk, the dunk contest. That's you prefer I, the dunk contest I've over been, the three point contest? I think so. I've been watching that ever since I was a kid. Yeah, since I can't dunk, uh, I gotta watch people that can. But at and the same it's time. just entertaining the way they do it, bro. Like they bring a car onto the. But you said court. that you saw the slam dunk the slam dunk contest when you were a kid. Those were some of the best slam dunk contests we've ever yeah, seen yeah history of nba has ever seen these contests i think the last best one best best one was zach levine versus uh aaron gordon uh yeah was it um aaron gordon yeah i was gonna say it. eric gordon uh aaron gordon from the orlando magic i think that was the best one we've seen well the participants are uh aaron gordon dwight howard Derek jones and I can't pronounce his last name, but he plays for Milwaukee. We'll just no, we'll just uh, say his first name. His first name is Pat. And uh, they will be participating in the uh, in the slam gun to- in the slam dunk contest. Excuse me. Me personally, I'm gonna go with it. Uh, Aaron Gordon. I just think he's a beast at, at ducking the ball. I think he has a lot of technique. You want to take Dwight Howard, bro? Come on, bro. Take a risk. Take Dwight Howard. No, I'm good. No? Okay. Well, but in the three-point contest, we have... Dwight Howard? Yeah, du- no, not not in the three-point contest. No, in the dunk contest? In the dunk contest, Dwight Howard's in it. Yes. Mm. You know what? I like Dwight, bro. I like Dwight since he was with the Mavs. Dwight Howard was never oh, with the Mavs. Oh, wrong, wrong, wrong one. Yeah, Never wrong mind. one. Uh, Let's switch gears, bro. Let's switch gears. Uh, Three-point contest. You have uh, D- David Bertans from Washington, Devontae Graham from Charlotte, Joe Harris from Brooklyn, Buddy Hill from Sacramento, Zach Levine from Chicago, Dame Dollar, Dame Lillard from Portland Trailblazers, Duncan Robinson from Miami, and Ice Trey, the gang, Trey Young from Atlanta Hawks. Who you take? I got. I was going with one guy, but now I'm looking at the list and I'm like, kind of like this guy too. Okay, how about we say this? Instead of picking one guy to win it all, give me the last two. Last two on three point. Yeah, who is the who are the two that are gonna battle it out for the, for the three point contest? Uh. I'll give you one. I mean, I'll give you my opinion. I like Trey Young. You like Trey Young? So you? Oh, he's you, un, he's underrated. Uh, no, I think he's rated. He's an All Star. Yeah, he's an All Star, but he's yeah. with the Hawks. Oh, okay. Well, now you're talking about the team, not the player. 
but they created a new thing where they have a a new shooting spot right they have a new um, a three point shot that is called the three ball three it's it's a green ball right well they're going to they're going to shoot it from from far you know what i mean like damn near from the logo and that shot will be three points and if you make that shot you get i think more time added to your to your time they're already shooting at the gym you know they're already shooting from the logo as shannon said so that's a good thing because trey young shoots from very deep in my opinion the finalists are going to be dame lillard and Duncan Robinson from Miami. And if I were to take a champion, I would say Duncan Robinson from Miami. Mm. You taking Trey Young? Straight up. Take a risk, bro. I don't know, bro. I'm not really a big fan of the three-point. What? To me, I think that's the best one. Because you cannot uh, screw up a three-pointer. You know what I mean? Like a dunk contest could be dull. Can't be all that. It's like, eh. But a three-point contest is just fun. You know what I mean? Like, who can make the most shots? The most underrated guy might win, and you're like, what? Like, I didn't think he was going to win. You can pretty much go for the big names, and I think that one's more exciting to me. I think I like the three-point contest a lot. But I don't mind the dunk contest. Don't w- get it wrong. I wish to have my boy Luca on here, but. Yeah, but he can't shoot threes. We've seen that. Look up, uh, for those who don't know, look up his three-point percentage and you come come back to me. Well, whenever there's, you know, he's playing against a tough team. Yeah, shrinks. We already know that. Um, Hey, did he get hurt or did he get himself hurt? Let me me switch gears. Uh, um, So, yeah. So, uh, this weekend, NBA All-Star. Just a fun time. They're in Chicago. So... It's gonna be a good weekend. Let's uh, let's get to the to the back end of this podcast. Last topic, bro. So there was an interview, right, on MLB.com. I mean, excuse me, on MLB Network of AJ Hinch. For those who don't know, AJ Hinch is the uh, the coach for the Houston Astros. Um, he was suspended for a year from it from baseball, and he was. Fired from the Houston Astros. Let me ask you this: you you've seen all these all these people get fired, right? Like Alex Cora, the coach, obviously Alex Cora, the coach for the Red Sox, uh, AJ Hinch, the coach for the Astros, um, Beltran from the Mets. Do you think it's wrong for the for the coaches to get fired? And not the players to be uh, punished? Or do you feel like the players should get some sort of punishment for what they did? Because it's not like the coaches were out there swinging bats and and, and all that. Doing all the scandal. They weren't... Not everything was because of them. As a player, you you have a majority of the... Of the responsibility and the... uh, you should take more, excuse me, you should take more accountability of what happened. Um, what do you think? Um, I want to say that 
consequences uh, should go all across uh, down to the players. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends what time did this start. Um, at what time did the cheating start? Uh, some of the players were on there and uh, what if some didn't know at first mm-hmm. or it's just so much that goes on with it. Um, I mean, what? Well, well, I mean, it just depends. What kind of penalizing would they would they receive? You know, like would they take pay deductions or uh, suspensions? I mean, I think then, it would have been suspensions, but I think it's too much to suspend it's too a whole much, team. Yeah, to suspend a whole team. I mean, you're gonna have they're pretty much gonna miss a season. Yeah. Uh, you can't say who deserves more or less. Uh, in the player wise. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just starts off. Who was the the guiltiest, and then you start cutting from there, uh, just like a like a tree. Yeah. Whatever's whatever's bad, you start cutting off of it. Uh, some players might not have been on the on the on the deal with it. Mm-hmm. They just got carried along, but for not saying anything, that also kind of makes you Look a cheater. Yeah, I mean, you're still a cheater whether you said something or you didn't. Whether you did it or you didn't, you were just there. Uh, you were a part of it. Well, there was a lot of questions being thrown his way. Obviously, this is the first interview he's done since being fired and suspended. They asked him about what do you think if you would have laid your foot down, you know, like if he would have said, we're not doing this, I'm against this, and this has to stop right now, they would have done it. And I believe they would have done it, but I don't think he ever addressed it right and spot on, you know what I mean? I think there was uh there was um there was a uh, they were saying that he there was monitors in the in the tunnel, right? Where they can see the pitchers signs or whatever and, and that's how they got to the to to the to the trash can and, and so on and so forth. Um and he hit it with a bat pretty much saying I like I'm not with this like don't stop it like stop stealing signs stop doing all this but they still did it they still did it and like I said I think if he would have said it had a meeting and said it himself we're not doing this this is cheating we cannot be a part of this I think they would have got the hang of it but he didn't do that so that's already one failure and you as a manager being the top dog you have to be the one to lay down the ground rules and be able to Tell a clubhouse in a locker room what's right and what's wrong, what we're doing and what we're not doing. That's number one. Number two, they asked him about the buzzers on the shirts. Remember, I don't know if you remember last week or I believe it was last week when we spoke about that where where they were saying they were, they moved on. One season, 2017, when they won the World Series, they went from trash cans, from banging trash cans to wearing buzzers on their jerseys inside. And this was this year, I think. And when when they when they won, I believe when they hit the walk off against the New York Yankees, when Altuve is running to third base, coming home, he tells the players not to rip off his jersey. So he starts grabbing his jersey so they wouldn't take it off or rip it off because he's wired up, you know. And um, they asked him about it to see if uh, that was true, and he gives the political answer, says. 
the commission did their full investigation and they found nothing. It's like, were you wearing the buzzers or not? Like, yes or no? Or, but you gave me the run around, the beat around the bush. You didn't tell me yes. You didn't tell me no. You just said the commission did their job. They investigated us for three months and they found what they found and they didn't find nothing with that. Me, number one, you're lying. Okay. But criticism has been given already. Everybody knows you cheated. You got fired. Like, what more do you want from this guy? You know? We already know this. I think the more the the fans that are more critical and more uh, hurt by this is Yankee fans because they were screwed from a World Series. They didn't get to go because these dudes were cheating. The Dodgers because they had to face these guys in the World Series and they were cheating. Hmm. So they they feel they're kind of like that's where you're getting the most ambush from. But what more do you want? This is this is my opinion on how I feel about how people are antagonizing this guy, AJ Hinch. He's already been fired. He's already been uh, banned from baseball for a year. You're you're kicking a dead dog by now. Like it's out of there. We, we, you don't need him to come out and say, "Yeah, I cheated." And what? Like who does that? Why why are they gonna do that? If there's buzzers and there's evidence and the the, the investigation is over, he's suspended. The, the Astros will play this year. They have a new manager. Everything is brand new. Well, not everything, but you know what I mean. So move on. It's time to move on. That was an ongoing conversation. The investigation was closed. Let's move on. Now, do I believe you can still be skeptical of them moving forward? Yes. You can still have your opinions on what they're doing because this was uh, player-driven. That's what it said on, on the commissioner's uh, note or said it was Player driven, player executed, but somehow the the managers got fired. Obviously, you got to find the higher up, the higher up because they they knew mm-hmm. they knew. So we're gonna fire you because you should have been on this when yeah. you found out. So they get fired, but the players are still there. So what are the players gonna do now? Are they still gonna cheat? Are they gonna find a new way to cheat? So you know that that's that's gonna be everywhere. Like what are they doing? If they for some reason start playing real good this season. They're gonna be cheaters from now until ain't no telling until they get pulled apart yeah. and not play anymore. That's just the reputation they're gonna have from now on. Yeah. So I believe, just let this go already. It's over. Move on, Dodgers fans. Move on, Yankee fans. Yankee fans, move on. It's over. Now moving forward, you uh. Just see what you do now. It's already been out there in the open, so everybody yeah. knows. Now it's going to suck for them to go to different ballparks and get booed. When Houston goes to New York, oh yeah, they're going to hear it. When they go to L.A., they're going to hear it. It's, it's pretty bad. I mean, that's if the, that's even if they get to go to L.A. But I think they will go. They're going to go to New York for sure, and it's going to be bad. Quick question. Are you sad, bro? For the, they, for the Astros? They traded Mookie Betts to the oh, L.A. Yeah. Dodgers. I know. David Price to the L.A. Dodgers. If there's any Dodgers fans out there, hey. Is there you? You got, you got a good one. Mookie Betts, I think they are. he's considered to be the second best player in baseball. I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree. I believe he's the best. He was the best. No, that's a lie. For me. We already know who's the best. 
Everybody who knows baseball knows Mike Trout is the truth, and he is the best player in baseball. Facts. There's no way around it. He's the best guy. And I believe this year you'll see it. I think the Angels have turned into the new Houston Astros. I think not as far not not the, with the cheating, not with the cheating. <laughs> I was about to say that we gotta we gotta get some uh, <laughs> some buzzers. Investigations going on there. Uh, yeah, not with the cheating. I think they're gonna be the new and improved version of the Houston Astros and dominance is what I mean. They are gonna be really good, especially with the new manager that they got. Best player in baseball on their team, Shohei Otani. No, Shohei Otani. Excuse me, Rendon. Um. I think they still have Pujols. I don't, I don't know if he resigned, but you know they they have a squad over there. I'm not gonna lie, and that sucks because we're in the division. Yeah. But well, there'll be somebody to watch this year. Oh yeah, I think baseball's it's in good hands still. I think there's a uh, uh, there's uh, drama. There's. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Astros, but now I'm done with the Astros, and uh, well. My Red Sox are in rebuild mode. Yeah, that's for sure. That they're the, in rebuild mode. With all the drama. And the good thing is that you know that. Yeah. You know, that you know that. But I'll tell you like this. Houston fan, Houston Astro fans are not to blame. If you still want to be a Houston Astros fan, that's 100% fine. Because if that were to happen to us, the Rangers, me being a Rangers fan, it's not our fault. Like, I've been going for the Rangers since forever. So... Just because they cheated, that's what they chose to do. I go for Houston Astros. That's who I go for. I love this team. Obviously, Houston Astros, they love Altuve. They love Springer. Yeah. They love um, Correa. All these dudes. But just with the fact of what comes with that name now, yeah. it's the and, worst. And the fact that it was, damn. Uh, the, the players, you know, they were the ones doing yeah. all that. Yeah, that. So I, I wouldn't blame people for still being fans of their team. That's not that's nothing. If I see a Houston Astros fan or with Houston gear on, yeah, I'm gonna be like, mm, I wonder if that shirt came from 2017. But that's just what it comes with with the Astros from now on. I think it's gonna be a while before anybody gets over that. But um, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be a good year, especially for the Rangers. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait. Uh, baseball, I think pitchers and catchers have reported already to spring training. Rangers are in Arizona, as always. And some teams are in Arizona, some teams are in Florida. So we are in, uh, we are in Arizona, spring training. I can't wait. Baseball. Are you going to go to the new stadium? Yeah. Globe Life Field? I think I'm going to get tickets for... Opening day? Opening week. I don't know about opening day, but I'm going to try to get tickets for opening week. Mm-hmm. Uh, just depending how the weather is. But, does it... Wh- why? Bro, it's recline. It's a retractable roof. You don't got to worry about the weather oh, no more. yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, uh, that's one thing that I hated. When it's hella hot, mm-hmm. at, when it was at the ballpark. Yeah. Now you don't got to worry about I, that. I do not want to be out in the sun. Retractable roof, dog. We are moving on up. No, then definitely. I'll, I'll be out there. Um, is The schedule's out already, right? Yeah, the schedule's out already. I just Me personally, me and me and my lady, we love baseball. I think we're big. Ba- uh, we grew in love with the game of baseball. She being a Yankees fan, me being a, a Rangers fan. 
Uh, there's mutual respect on both ends. I think in the game of baseball, it's so hard, so uh, such a grind of 160 plus games that uh, if you can make it, um, that's you got to tip your hat to that, you know. Um, but there is those fans that are out there that are like pump their chests out and and think that they're dominant more than others. But it's going to be a good season, 2020. We have a new stadium. It's going to be, to me, a very, very good season. It's very anticipated, in my in my opinion, because the the baseball media has been busy all year long. Oh, they actually play the Angels in the second week. So well, that's uh, yeah. It's going to be good. We open up against uh, Seattle Mariners. So I think it should be good. Word on the street. Quick side note. I hope. I was I was trying to sign Arenado. I think I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go in April. I'll probably go to a Yankees game. Sounds good, bro. I think those games are during the week. Um, but I wanna. Well, I wanted to sign Arenado for the for the Rangers third baseman. It looks like very highly unlikely that we're gonna get him. So we might lean towards. This is just me speculating. Just what has been going around in the baseball world is that we're gonna try and get Chris Bryant from Chicago Cubs. So, baseball fans, Chris Bryant for the Rangers, third baseman. Him and uh, Joey Gallo are very good friends. It was rumored that they were going to reunite. One, uh, they were going to end up reuniting some in some stage of their career, either in Chicago or in in here in Texas. Hopefully, it's here in Texas because we need a third baseman. Uh, but yeah, so far this is what's been going on this week. Uh, we'll catch on next week uh, for much more. Uh, news, uh, rumors. Um, we'll speak a little bit more on uh, on other topics. If you can, send us your. If you have any questions, send us uh, what you think we should talk about uh, on our email. We'll have the link on our on our bo- on our um, bio box. So just let us know if you agree. You you may agree. You may not agree. But that's the whole point of this podcast. This is what we could be wrong podcast. We'll catch on next week. Take it easy, man. One love.